Hello, I'm Evan Knappen, and welcome to Gun Lawyer. Well, guess what? Governor Murphy's tramp stamp doesn't have any ink. You may want to know what I'm talking about, and I'll explain it. His wonderful micro-stamping law. That's right, the micro-stamping law. Article in Politico. Article in Politico. Uh, title is New Jersey Attorney General's Office Five Months Behind on Gun Micro-Stamping Law. And as per Politico and as per the law, uh, the Attorney General was assigned to investigate the viability of micro-stamping. This is in the law. And he had to do so within 180 days. And once this technology, if it was deemed viable then it would become a mandate on dealers. Let me explain. Micro-stamping, as per the definition in Jersey, here's what it does. Under uh, NGS 2C58-2-13, that's a statute, micro-stamp means a unique alphanumeric or geometric code that identifies the make, model, and serial number of a firearm. And then that is placed upon what they call the micro-stamp roster. It means a roster of firearms that have designated micro-stamping-enabled firearms. Uh, a micro-stamping component is the component of the firearm that will produce a micro-stamp on at least one location of the expended cartridge case each time a firearm is fired. And a micro-stamp-enabled firearm means a firearm that contains micro-stamping component. So the idea here is to create a gun that produces a cartridge case that has an individual identifier. Now, of course, many cartridge cases, when they're fired, already has this. There's a whole science of forensics where they look at spent cartridge cases and can identify and match up. But really, all this is is a high-tech gun registration scheme. Okay, that's really just always what it boils down to, registration and and such. And here they go again. And they were supposed to find this so-called viable technology. And then once this was done and it was determined that this is viable and here's a gun that does micro-stamping, then every dealer in New Jersey is required to always have one of these guns for sale. And in selling them, New Jersey is giving a rebate. When you buy a micro-stamp gun, folks, get a load of this. Ready for how much this rebate is? 30 bucks. Wow. A whole $30 for you to buy a micro-stamp gun. Now, now, now think about this. Who wants a micro-stamping gun? Nobody. Nobody. What is the... Per what, what, you want to make sure that your brass... Has your mark on it? Well, maybe if you shoot a lot at the range and you get into arguments over whose brass is whose, maybe maybe that it might be, well, that's mine. Look, it has my micro stamp. I mean, other than that, who wants this? Who's going to pay for a gun specifically that does this? It's as silly as it can be. But I do have a solution that I'm going to share with you in a minute. But let's just talk more about this micro stamping because it's all fine and good that a, that a cartridge is going to have this individual marking that gets micro-stamped. Just tell me what happens, though, when you use a revolver. Oh, a revolver? Wait a minute. 
All of the shell casings stay in the cylinder. Oh, my. Oh, my. So good luck with that. All right. And if you're going to do a dump of your brass, it's just a dump to your pocket. It's not going flying around the ground. And that's what they're just focused on this aspect of cartridge cases being sprinkled everywhere. But revolvers don't do that, you see. So I don't know where they're going with that. But even if you have such a firearm that has this technology, it's so easy to destroy it. I mean, with a $2 file, it no longer does micro stamping. Now, that would be illegal, though. The law does prohibit anyone destroying that micro stamping component of a gun. And so you know if some bad guy gets a micro stamping gun, and they're going to commit a crime with you. Know they'd never take a two dollar file to try to get rid of that micro stamping capability, right? Because they they're just going to obey the law on that, even though they may murder or rob or do whatever with the gun. But they're sure not going to violate the micro stamping law, right? So it shows you just how amazingly effective this whole thing's going to be. It's just a glorious waste of time. It's something else to burden sellers with, burden gun dealers with. It's of course a reprehensible registration scheme that's what it's really about and then eventually once they get the viable technology just like smart gun having viable technology once it's out there then it becomes the only gun you can have see they're not starting off with that because they learned their lesson with the original Loretta Weinberg screw-up where she mandated that smart gun is the only gun that can be sold and foolishly re revealed their hand prematurely which ended smart gun development until they had to repeal that stupid law and replace it with the, oh, no, no, we're only going to have dealers be required to sell them approach so that they can finally get the technology out there and then they can impose and make it mandatory on every gun. This is really what their, their game is, and it's always about that. It's what other burden can they place on us, on dealers, on exercising your right to keep and bear arms it doesn't matter how easily it over it can be overcome how silly how stupid how it's not going to solve any crime whatsoever and uh, it, it's just more of their bs and you know what's funny is uh california for a while has had the micro they, that they can't they can't find viable technology new york has it they can't find viable technology. New Jersey, they all jumped on the bandwagon with this wonderful idea. But guess what? Nobody has the technology. Now, even besides the all the negative, all the downside, all the you know evil plan that they have backing this, I still, still was just playing with this idea, and I want to share it with you, and that is, you know, why would anybody want a micro-stamping gun? No one would, I don't, I don't think. No one would want it. Unless, you see, unless they market it in a certain way. And I figured here's how they could market it where individuals might actually want it. And it's along the lines of vanity plates for your car. Now imagine that for your micro-stamping stamp that gets placed on every cartridge case, you get to pick what it's stamped with. You can have it imprint whatever name 
or symbol or combination thereof that you want, as long as nobody else has it, you see. Well, that made me think, man, there's a lot of great things that would really be fun to have your cartridge case marked with. And I have some examples that I want to share with you. But here's what I want to announce. I want to announce a contest here, a contest. If you can send me your ideas for what you think would be excellent to have on your micro-stamped gun casing, you know, what do you want on it? What do you think is the best, funniest? Next show, I'm going to read the best submissions, and I'm going to pick the winner, the winner, the one with the best idea for what a micro-stamping casing should be marked with. And the one that wins the contest will receive a free copy of my New Jersey Gun Law Book, 25th Anniversary Edition, signed by yours truly and shipped to the winner free of charge that submits the best, the best name microstamp casing idea. Now, here's just a few ideas I just want to put out there just to stimulate your thinking. Now, you can't use these ideas because these are already there. Maybe even had the, the ideas I'm going to talk about, but you can't use these. These are off the limits for the contest. So one of them I thought would be great is, to, is if your microstamp mark was F-A-F-O. Wouldn't that be great on your cartridge casing, right? If you don't know what F-A-F-O stands for, it stands for F around and find out. I think it's pretty appropriate for a shell casing to be marked with that. Then I'm thinking on the other side of fun, like what? A, how about your shell casing mark, you know, Hello Kitty. Wouldn't that be great? You know, have your, your 9 millimeter stamp Hello Kitty. Or how about emojis or a combination of emojis? Would you like your cartridge case maybe to have a poop emoji every time, you know, poop? Or, or how about a smiley face emoji or any of the other emotions that the emojis have? Like, so your, your micro stamp is that emoji that, of your choice. Here's a good one. I don't know if they can fit this much on it, but how about if, if every cartridge case, uh, the, the stamping says second place winner? <laughs> that would be pretty good. Second place winner. That's what that one said. Uh, but look, hey, let your imagination run wild. Uh, you know, talk with your buddies. Come up with some great ideas. And you can send your ideas to Evan at evannappin.com. That's right. You can go to my website for my law office at evannappin.com. If you forget my email, it's right there. And it's evan at evannappin.com. And you can send me your ideas, and we're going to have some fun with this. Uh, you know, naming projectiles and such goes way back. I mean, the Romans even wrote all kinds of things on the uh, things they were throwing at the enemy. And some of them are pretty funny. You go online and see even what the Romans wrote back then. So here's your chance to uh, come up with some great ideas on uh, the... Uh, tramp stamp that needs to be placed on every cartridge case thanks to another idiotic episode of murphyitis that we're suffering through but we can at least have some fun while we're at it hey when we come back i'm going to tell you some some stories from listeners that sent some great letters and also want to maybe explore here some interesting activities from the uh, conservative Republicans that you may find interesting. So we'll see you in a few. Bye. 
For over 30 years, attorney Evan Knappen has seen what rotten laws do to good people. That's why he's dedicated his life to fighting for the rights of America's gun owners. A fearsome courtroom litigator fighting for rights, justice, and freedom. An unrelenting gun rights spokesman tearing away at anti-gun propaganda to expose the truth. Author of six best-selling books on gun rights, including Knappen on Gun Law, a bright orange gun law Bible that sits atop the desk of virtually every lawyer, police chief, firearms dealer, and savvy gun owner. That's what made Evan Knappen America's gun lawyer. Gun laws are designed to make you a criminal. Don't become the innocent victim of a vicious anti-gun legal system. This is the guy you want on your side. Keep his name and number in your wallet and hope you never have to use it. But if you live, work, or travel with a firearm, the deck is already stacked against you. You can find him on the web at evannappen.com or follow the link on the Gun Lawyer resource page. Evan Knappen, America's Gun Lawyer. You're listening to Gun Lawyer with attorney Evan Knappen. Available wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hey, welcome back to Gun Lawyer. I'm Evan Knappen. Thanks for being a listener. We have a good time here. That's one of the things we try to do. Because you look at all these ridiculous gun laws, you got to laugh because they're just insane. And they keep piling them on, and we talk about it all the time. And uh, New Jersey is like one of the uh, experimental states for this garbage. So we, we constantly have to fight it, and it's important for everybody else that New Jersey stands strong and fights these things, as you know. And one of the uh, main fighters for our rights is, of course, one of our beloved sponsors, and that's the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs, njrpc.org. They are the number one premier gun rights fighter for New Jersey. They have a full-time paid lobbyist down in Trenton, they are in the courts as we speak, litigating, stopping the Murphy carry killer bill, getting injunctive relief there, battling the assault, firearm law, the large capacity magazine, and many other, other laws out there. The association's at the forefront for New Jersey's battles in both the courts and the legislature. So you really need to be a member of the state association I know every show I talk about it, but it's that important. You really must be a member. Uh, Join at anjrpc.org. You will receive the finest gun rights newsletter printed in New Jersey. You'll know that you are doing your part and that you are part of the solution. Please be part of the solution. It's the least you can do. And you'll help yourself by doing it because you're going to get great email alerts. You're going to know what's going on. You're going to be able to protect yourself and know that you're part of our fight. So go to anjrpc.org. Our other great sponsor is We Shoot. We Shoot is a target range in Lakewood. They are really conveniently located there and in Ocean County and Monmouth County area right there. Have a great facility, top of the line, super friendly folks. 
you will love it. You know, it's great to have access to ranges. It's so hard to find places to shoot, especially in a crowded state like New Jersey, especially where they're they're anti-gun and they constantly want to stop us from enjoying what we love. This is a place where you can do just that. Enjoy what you love. Deal with some wonderful people. They have great gun rentals. They have great deals. They have great instructors. They can get you certified to get your New Jersey carry permit. They have the instructors and the courses. They've never had anybody not get their license based on inadequate training. They're experts, and they can help you whether you're novice to advanced. They have a wide array of instructors. That is critical. The education part of firearm ownership can't be overstated. Once you're educated and trained, you become a better protector of yourself and your family, of knowing when you can and can't use the firearm and how to use it properly. It's indispensable, and you have a resource. You have a resource for that. We shoot. We shoot in Lakewood. You can go to their website at we shoot USA. Dot com. Check out their website. they got a beautiful website, beautiful photographs. They're extremely active in their postings and photographs. They really are top of the line. Check out WeShoot.com, uh, WeShootUSA.com. That's actually where you want to go, and you'll be glad that you did. Um, the other thing I want to mention, because I'm extremely proud of it, is my book. Of course, it'll be a prize in our Murphy Tramp Stamp Contest, but if you want to get a copy, I'd highly suggest you do. It's 516 pages. It explains all New Jersey gun law in an easy-to-understand format. It's 120 topics, all question and answer. Ask anybody that has a copy of this book how useful it is. If you want to understand New Jersey gun law, that's your go-to source right there. It's a labor of love for me to have written it. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of man hours to do this for you folks. It's what I believe in. We're now the 25th anniversary edition. Can you believe it? 25th anniversary. It is incredibly thorough, and it is completely up to date, and it will stay up to date because this new edition has a QR code right on front. You scan it. You subscribe for free, for free, to the subscriber portal right there, and you will get alerts as to any updates. You'll have access to the archives. You'll be able to keep that book current continuously current it is a great feature it is a book that will you'll be able to be confident in is up to date because i'm on this stuff i'm on top of this and uh, any changes anything that happens i'm making sure that those updates are there and they're going to those folks that subscribe for free to get those updates and keep that book current so check out New Jersey Gun Law, 25th Anniversary Edition. If you want to buy a copy, just go to my website, evannappen.com, www.evannappen.com. Check it out. You'll see the book there. Click it. You can buy it within just a matter of a few days. You're going to have your very own copy. So check that out. Hey, we got some great letters here, and I want to share them with you. The first letter here is regarding... And this is from Anthony regarding duty to inform. 
Mr. Knappen, I live in New Jersey and I have a permit to carry. If I'm a passenger in a vehicle that is pulled over for some traffic violation, do I, as a passenger, have a duty to inform as if I was driving? Thank you in advance. Well, Anthony, that's a great question, and let me give you the answer. Absolutely, yes, you do. Because the duty to inform doesn't just say while driving. It doesn't say that at all. If, you're, if you have the, any encounter with law enforcement, even if you're walking down the street, you don't have to be in a vehicle. You have a duty to inform. And so in that vehicle, as a passenger, yep, you sure do have to tell the officer that you are carrying. And if you fail to tell the officer, you're looking at a very serious offense, fourth-degree felony-level offense, looking at 18 months in state's prison, losing all your guns and gun rights, becoming a convicted felon because you did not inform the officer. And not only do you have to inform the officer, but you have to produce your permit to carry. Your failure to produce a permit to carry subjects you to a disorderly person's offense for not having that card on you, and you're looking at six months in the county jail for that. So duty to inform is serious in Jersey, and you got to make sure that you do that and that you have your permit on your person. Failing to do that is criminal, and you sure don't want to end up with a criminal charge over that. Make sure you abide by the duty to inform. Now, here's an interesting question from Glenn. Glenn says, I purchased your 25-year book on gun law, but I do not see where it says how many pistol magazines you can carry with a concealed carry permit. Also, how many pistols you may carry at one time, such as can you carry an EDC gun and a backup? Well, let me just say, yes, I did not write in the book how many pistol magazines you can carry because no one ever questioned that and there's no prohibition on that and you're the first person in my 35 years plus practice who ever asked this question but as I like to say there are no stupid questions and this is still a question that you know what I'll include it in the book or in an update just in case others have this same question and the answer is there is no limit to the number of magazines you can carry. You can carry 100 magazines if you can fit them on your person and bear the weight, but none of the magazines can have over 10 rounds per magazine. So the limitation is not on the number of magazines you can have, but it's on the capacity of each individual magazine. So if you want to have 100 rounds on your person, then you can carry 10 magazines on your person and literally have 100 rounds. But uh, you can't have one 100-round magazine because that's a large-capacity magazine and you're looking at uh, a year and a half in state's prison if you have that. But 10 magazines holding 10, you're fine. Yeah, makes a lot of sense, right? Well, look, the bottom line is don't worry about how many magazines you have. Now, the question about the guns... Uh, how many that is in the book because there is a legal limit you're not allowed to carry more than two guns under the law you can have two but no more than two boy i'm starting to sound like the monty python routine with the uh, holy hand grenade uh, and the number shall be two not three 
definitely not four. I'm probably dating myself, but if you ever hear that routine, it's great. It applies here to guns. You're allowed two, but only two. That's the max. You can't do the John Bianchi where you got 40 handguns all over you. Now, you could do the John Bianchi with 40 magazines all over you, but not guns. You can't do it with guns. Two is the limit, but you are allowed two, and that's specifically in the gun law, in the Murphy Carry Killer Bill. It specifically was enacted uh, with that language. Now, um, looking at some political information here that I find very interesting. I wanted to just point out just something that you may or may not be aware of, and it's called the Republican Study Committee. I don't know how many of you ever heard of the RSC, but this is interesting because the RSC, according to their own website, has served as the conservative caucus of the House Republicans and a leading influencer on the right since its original founding in 1973. So you have many, many congresspersons that are conservative that make up the Republican Study Committee. It's really one of the most influential, if not the most influential, of all the committees, of the of the groups that uh, try to influence legislation. So the RSC... Let me tell you a little about the RSC. We'll get into why this is important to gun rights. In 1973, Representative Phil Crane, now this is from their website, founded the RSC and gave conservatives a place to call home in the House of Representatives. The RSC functioned as a legislative service organization until such groups were abolished under the rules in the first days of the 104th Congress. Believe it or not, that was Newt Gingrich who actually abolished it. But uh, Representative Dan Burton was the last chairman of the RSC before it was abolished. Shortly thereafter, the group was restarted as the conservative action team called CAT. And under the new founders, Representative Doolittle, Istook, and Johnson, and Burton, and Shadegg became the CAT chairman in 2000, returned the group to its historic name, the RSC, in 2001, he was succeeded by, succeeded by a number of reps until today in which the current chairman is Representative Kevin Hearn of Oklahoma. Now, they put together an extremely comprehensive report. You can go to their website, just Google the Republican Study Committee. You can read the entire report where they go through all kinds of great conservative ideals and values on economics, on the budget, on uh, spending, on various freedoms, liberties, basically the entire position. And it's really uh, great stuff when you read it. But what I want to focus on is what the RSC has to say about protecting the Second Amendment. And as we can get a more conservative Congress, as we can change with the upcoming election, then we have much greater ability to get the conservative right goals accomplished regarding the Second Amendment. So let me show you what they have to say about it, and I think you'll be pleased, and that is that the Second Amendment, according to the RSC, according to their report, ensures the protection of our God-given constitutional rights from what would be 
tyrants. Now, that's pretty good language right there. We don't know any tyrants now, do we? Yeah, right. Tragically, the Second Amendment is under siege from the Biden administration. Oh, interesting. They followed the tyrants language with that line. The RSC budget opposes the Biden administration's crusade to infringe on Americans' right to bear arms, including recent actions such as ATF's billion record gun registry. You know, we talked about that, how they created a billion gun records unlawfully. And it would it covers 100% of firearm transactions, criminalizing millions of law-abiding Americans overnight by making it a felony to own certain firearms with pistol braces and the so-called Bipartisan Safer Communities Act, which will do nothing to reduce gun violence. So they're really right on this, dead on. And it says, uh, under this, they would prevent ATF from using records to create a federal firearms registry. Specifically, get a load of this, they would mandate that the ATF destroy all firearm transaction records on file. Yes, destroy all the firearm transaction records on file. The bill would require FFLs to destroy all transaction records if they go out of business. No more supplying it to the feds to store. No, that those they abused that. They abused it and illegally compiled a registry. So no more of that, folks. The RSC also supports uh, Representative Clyde's short act, which would prevent the implementation of the pistol brace ban. And the RSC supports defunding the constitutionally dubious red flag provisions of the so-called bipartisan Safer Community Act. Man, I'm with everything they're saying here to do. Additionally, Today, all 50 states and Washington, D.C. issue permits for some form of of concealed carry. In a major win for the Second Amendment, the Supreme Court's decision in Bruin correctly ruled that the arbitrary anti-gun may issue permit standards, which empowered state governments to acknowledge or not acknowledge one's Second Amendment rights are unconstitutional. Citizens of these states will no longer have to face arbitrary decision from state-level bureaucrats to exercise their Second Amendment right. Constitutional carry is sweeping the country from two states in 2009 to a majority of the states today. Currently, 26 states have constitutional carry on the books, and the RSC calls for enactment of Representative Hudson's Concealed Carry Reciprocity Act, which allows gunners to defend themselves across state lines while preserving state legislators' role in enacting permitting policies appropriate to their state. They would also, the RSC supports, Representative Duncan's Hearing Protection Act to take silencers out of the NFA and remove them from regulation under the National Firearm Act, as well as Representative Bob Good's Shush Act, which would deregulate suppressors at the federal level and preempt state laws that regulate, tax, or prohibit the possession of suppressors. It would legalize suppressors in New Jersey, remove them out of the federal act so that gun owners can have hearing protection. And that's a great thing. Why should we not 
be able to have hearing protection when we shoot our guns. Can you imagine if every car had to have no muffler? Well, look, you know, someone might rob a bank with a car. We need to hear the car, right? No, you don't. Okay, well, this is their ridiculous logic with suppressors as well. It's hearing protection. And I'll tell you, inside a home at night, a suppressor is great. You don't blow your ears out in your house if you have to defend yourself. It actually cuts down on the flash. It keeps it so that you don't have hearing problems. And it makes it so that you can listen while hunting or listen while you're in your house without having to have hearing protection on to block your ability to hear. So silencers or suppressors are a real good thing, a useful tool. And, you know, even in anti-gun Europe, they don't understand why we have this problem with suppressors. Heck, even in England, they require suppressors on, on various shotgun ranges, believe it or not. I mean, you know, this is ridiculous, and it needs to go. Everything that the RSC stands for, I totally support. They did a great job. Let's hope that the conservative voice there can uh, rule the day and we can get these great protections to our Second Amendment rights uh, enacted. This is Evan Knappen reminding you that gun laws don't protect honest citizens from criminals. They protect criminals from honest citizens. Gun Lawyer is a Counterthink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. Reach us by emailing evan at gun.lawyer. The information and opinions in this broadcast do not constitute legal advice. Consult a licensed attorney in your state.